0: We are in Doctrine and Covenant section seven and eight today. And um, the thing that I love here is that they went and inquired, Joseph Smith and Oliver went to inquire and um, solve this mystery, one of these mysteries that they had with the scriptures and that was, is John the Revelator still living on the earth or is that a figure of speech that he is resting in the grave until the Lord comes? And I love that. I love that they had this question and they went and asked. And and I just think what a great thing for them to have the faith and trust that God would answer. And how cool that they gave us their answers. Um, it, it was funny as I read this. I thought, well, don't, didn't we already know that? And then all of a sudden reading this, I was like, oh, that's how we know that. That's you take for granted that we know that John the Revelator is still on the earth. Um, with the three um, Nephites, beloved Nephite apostles. And so I love that it's because of them that we know that. So they ask, and um, the, I love in verse two, this is what the Lord says. Um, and I said unto him, Lord, give me power. So John asked, give unto me power over death that I may live and bring souls to thee. And the reason that I love this is you'll recall And the podcast that I did in 3rd Nephi, when we talk about the 12 um, or the 11 um, disciples getting anything they wanted from the Lord. And I asked my students, if you could ask the Lord for anything, what would you ask? And all of us said we would ask to speedily come home to him. And that's obviously what Peter wanted. And what is incredible to me, and I have always thought is, There is no way that I would ask to live longer on this earth and um, bring souls to him. I'm so impressed that that was their desire and that truly is the Savior's desire. And so what had hit me is I had studied the 12, the 11, excuse me, disciples because Judas, oh no, it's 12, sorry, I'm getting confused. The 12 disciples, the 12 Nephite disciples, they're all righteous what it hit me as I thought this is those three really were one with Christ as we talk about living in this life and becoming one with Christ well being one with Christ is not again changing our personality it's that our desires are Absolutely the same as his, and that is our whole desire is to bring people back to our heavenly Father, bring them to a knowledge of truth, give them what we have a knowledge of personal revelation and knowledge that we are children of our heavenly Father that he loves us, a knowledge of ordinances and covenants that are saving ordinances and covenants that will allow us to live with him in the celestial kingdom forever. And that's so touching to me that these three Nephites and John the Revelator wanted that. And as you recall, as I was studying that, and immediately in my head again said, I would never want that. I would ask to go speedily. The thought that came was, but you did. You did ask that. All who were here, all of you who are members of the church at this time, asked that very thing. You asked to be a member of God's team, to be one with Christ and bringing souls to him, bringing them to a knowledge of ordinance and covenants. You asked that very thing. And that so touched me and um, made me feel so a lot better about myself. <laughs> It also made me realize how important our work is here at this time and also made me pray for courage and strength and the ability to do what God is asking us to do and wisdom to know what that is and how to serve and be used as an instrument in his hands. And I just love that. I love um, that it is becoming one with Christ. I think that is so sweet. Okay, also in this chapter, we find out that it was his gift, his job to give um, this priesthood keys, and the keys of ministry, which Peter, James, and John had, they, he gives them to Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery, and that is the keys of being the first presidency of the church, so I think that's awesome that he has that blessing and gift that he gets to do that, and he does that okay chapter eight is again on the spirit of revelation so we're back to oliver really desiring that he could do the same thing that joseph smith does and that he would get to be able to be a recipient or to be used by god to translate the scriptures and so one of the things that's so cool to me is he really desires this and so he comes to joseph smith and he asks joseph smith to inquire of the lord And Joseph Smith prays through the Urim and Thummim for this revelation for Oliver Cowdery. And what so hit me this time as I read this, Section 8, was how humble of Joseph Smith to inquire. I mean, isn't it amazing that he doesn't say, but that's my job? That he's like, oh, okay, well, maybe both of us can. I mean, I just think that is so humble of Joseph Smith and just shows his character It never would be his nature because he knew how unlearned he was. He knew what he was lacking. Of course, all of us, when we are given callings, isn't that so true? We're so aware of our weaknesses and frailties. How many of us, if someone else came and said, but I really want to be a mom, would you let me um, try being a mom with your kids? How many of us would say, absolutely, come join me. It is so hard and I could use all the help that I could get of course that's Joseph Smith's answer and it just so illustrates his humility and who he is and goes back to the whole response after losing the 116 pages that it's what what rebuke am I not worthy of he takes full responsibility for that and so I just love this so anyway he asks And the Lord comes and gives him this revelation. And so let's go to verse four. It says, therefore, this is thy gift, the spirit of revelation. Okay, I will tell you in your heart and mind, it says in verse two, the things you will receive a knowledge in verse one of whatsoever you ask in faith with an honest heart, I will give it to you in your heart and your mind, verse two, the spirit of revelation, verse three, and now verse four, this is thy gift, apply to it, blessed art thou, for if It shall deliver you out of the hands of your enemies. And the thing that I love um, about that is he doesn't say, um, okay, I'll give you that gift too. He says, this is thy gift. You also get a knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom. You get to be a second witness to what Joseph Smith is writing down. This is also thy gift. Anything you have a question, you just... Um, and and honestly, these t- the time is not, um, they're not in order in these revelations. But about this same time, you just heard about John the Revelator. You prayed to ask, to know if he was still here. And I gave it to you. So he says to him, apply to it. I will tell you anything you want to know. These mysteries that you want to know to build my kingdom. I will give that you. To you. So apply yourself to it and it will protect you from your enemies. And one of the things that um, the Doctrine and Covenant Student Manual says is when it talks about that, he does not mean that they will come and kill him, that you will not be destroyed physically. He means spiritually that they will not, um, that he will not be cut off from the spirit of the Lord. And so again, here is foreshadowing that Oliver really needs to concentrate on his gift and his job of being a second witness and being Aaron to Moses, which brings us to verse, um, let's see, is that verse 8? Therefore, doubt not for it is the gift of God and you shall hold it in your hands and do marvelous works and no power shall be able to take it from you. Again, what a blessing and a gift that you will be able to speak the words and you will be able to be a witness to Joseph Smith and be second to him or partner to him. And then it says, um, let's see. In verse 10, remember, without faith, you can do nothing. Therefore, ask in faith, trifle not. So quit worrying. This is what I just thought as I read that. Trifle not. Quit worrying about what you can't do. Quit worrying about what Joseph's role is and yours isn't. Focus on what your role is. And then it is that he talks about, um, you will get to see the mysteries of God And it is there that I think he tells him, oh, it's back in six that you are the Aaron to to Moses. And that's so important because Aaron is the spokesman. Aaron is the one who goes at the head of Moses and speaks. These are huge gifts. You get to be Aaron to Moses. Can you be content with that? That is amazing. And I think I read somewhere that Moses stuttered. He was slow in speech. And I don't know if I'm confusing that with someone else, but it was him who went and was the spokesman. What a vital job to be the spokesman to the prophet of God. And it just, I think that's what this is all about, is concentrate on your gifts. Be grateful for what your gift is and and apply yourself to it, use that gift, share your gift. And so the question I have here is, what is one of the gifts that you have been blessed with that you know and if you need to go back to your patriarchal blessing, go back and see? Are you applying yourself to that gift? Because God gave it to bless the whole church, to bless the whole earth. He gave Oliver Cowdery that blessing to bless the whole church. And wow, we were blessed. But man, doesn't Satan get in our head? I so want to be a fantastic singer. That is something I really hope in the next life when I open my my mouth. Um, the voice of an angel comes out. And I can think of several people that I think sing phenomenally well. And the reason I sing in a choir is because I know my voice is good enough to sing in a choir, but my voice does not sound like I want it to sound alone. And I just think, could I apply myself to that? It's not a gift I was given. And granted, for a lot of people, they work really, really hard at that. It is not a gift I was given. If I could apply myself to it and put in the time, I'm sure eventually, and I did put in some time, um, eventually I may get there. I may not. But I, what I love about this is apply to the gift I have given you. And one of the gifts the Lord has given me is a love of the scriptures. And I am so grateful And i'm grateful at this time of covid that that it gave me an opportunity to start this podcast last year when i felt so strongly prompted and kept questioning why because for me if no one ever hears this but my family my posterity my grandkids if they ever choose to listen i will be so grateful but the other thing i am so grateful is it has given me a focus And it has given me a desire to really study and find things. And for that, I am so thankful. So I do think the question is, what is your gift and are you content? Are you content with the gifts God has given you? And are you applying yourself to those gifts? So that's the question that I would ask. I hope you know the church is true. And more than that, I hope you know how much our Savior loves you.